If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast where we talk about how to take your annual income and turn it into your monthly income. I'm super excited about my guest today because she is an amazing, magical manifester. I have the amazing Kelsey Aieda with us today. So hello, Kelsey. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to play again. It was so fun when we had you on our podcast. So I'm just glad to be back. Yeah, because we're going to co-create today. Like that's what we do when we hang out on these shows, like great things are going to happen. And I know you have so many cool stories to share with our listeners and things you just manifested in the yesterday. Yes. (laughs) We're going to talk about all of those things because our topic today is now listen to this, untangling your resistance to money manifestation and releasing your blockages now, not tomorrow, not yesterday, because we know when does your up level happen now? When do you release your blocks now? We're going to talk about how to do that today. Before we get there, a couple of things. If you haven't yet, if you're new to the show, you can go to UrsulaInc.co on the homepage. You can see that we have a gift for you. It's our course, Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass which goes and pairs really well with the podcast. And that course is focused on, number one, creating your new quantum revenue container, which is like 2Xing or 10Xing your monthly revenue. Then we get into how to release 10 hours or more. Like, how do you you get to that next level? And while you're doing that, how do you retool your packages, your pricing, all of the things that allow you to easily get there? And finally, on the third portion, third um, third leg of the course, we talk about how to collapse time and get there even faster. So if you haven't grabbed that yet, definitely do that. Also, if you love the show, 
and or you really like it, please leave us a review wherever you love to listen because that helps other people know what the show is about and how it might be speaking to them as well. So that's it. So let me tell you about Kelsey. She is, get this, a self-empowerment, best-selling author, coach, and advocate who helps people own their power and win at life. She's the author of Hashtag Actually I Can, Affirmations for Happiness, Letters to the Universe, and My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, the brand new one, right? The Pocket Guide is brand new, bestseller out in the world right now. She also hosts International Self-Love Retreats for Women and the popular personal development podcast, High Vibe in It, which I got to be on with you, Lindsay, which was so fun. So, so many things, Kelsey, right? Like I've got my decaf coffee here because I'm off caffeine, but I have it. I just, we're going to have a conversation. We're going to chat. I know I just have so many questions I want to ask you. Let's begin where the story begins though. Like what's your story? What's your story? How did you end up in this world of coaching, self-empowerment, being an author, being a bestseller? Yeah. Thank you. Great intro. So exciting. So we'll get to all that fun stuff later, but my story really, I guess, I've always been altruistic. I have a big aspect of me that's like purely altruistic. So in my deepest heart of hearts, like I want everyone to live their best life, to have a good time here on earth, to optimize their experience and to find more peace, ease and enjoyment in their living. I want everyone to fulfill their dreams. So that's really like my motive. When I first started doing this work, I was not very aware of this part of myself. I was just doing it because I thought it was fun. But now that I know that like this is a part of me that wants to be expressed in the world, I can, you know, amplify that even more. And so my my contrast that led me to the expansion was, of course, a dark night of the soul where I was severely depressed for years, like uh, almost three years. I think I was suffering from depression and at one point I just like gave the universe an ultimatum and I was like, yo universe, like I need to figure this life stuff out. If I cannot feel better, I do not want to be here. Like, please help me. I do not feel like we're just here to be miserable. Like this can't be life. Like this can't be the purpose. Right. So when I put that out into the universe, of course, the answers came, the teachers came, the tools came, the books came, the podcasts came all the right resources, the therapists, the coaches, the shamans to lift me out of that hole and propel me into the sky (laughs) so that I felt so good, even better than I had felt before I was depressed. So that was like the first dark night of the soul that inspired me to become an author because I was just over here living my best life, feeling better than I'd ever felt. And I was like, Oh my God, everybody needs to have access to this information. Like this, these tools are so empowering that these habits I'm implementing are working. Like these ways of retraining the brain, like they happen quickly. So that's when I started to get into energy work and manifestation and, you know, just like optimizing life, generally speaking. And I just wanted to teach it. And ever since I was little, I've always had a knack for simplifying and explaining things. Like I always tell this story in the third grade, I think is when you learn multiplication. Yeah. I remember we were learning it for hours and hours and I was getting it, but some of my classmates were like, what the F, like, this is so weird and confusing, right? Because we'd only been doing like addition and subtraction. And I remember at recess on the playground, I remember this distinctly because it was like the first time I realized that I was a great teacher. My friend was like, I just don't get this multiplication thing. 
And in two minutes, I just broke it down to her from a different perspective. Like I taught it to her three different ways. And she was like, oh, that's so easy. I get it now. And I was like, yeah, see, it's not so easy. The teacher's just making it all complicated, but really you just add that number that amount of times. Like it's not that hard. And when I saw the light bulb go off for her and this kept happening to me in school and beauty school and grade school, like in all my schooling, I was just like, hmm, I think there's something here. I think there's a gift for teaching, explaining, simplifying. And so I really just like to utilize that gift. And I believe also I have a gift of channeling and then just my motive of helping everyone and combine all of that. And now I've become, I guess you could say a spiritual teacher, a personal development enthusiast, a coach, an author. So really, I just want everyone to live their best life. So that's what I'm trying to help everyone do. I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing the story about depression. I mean, now you probably share it all the time. I think it, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard to talk about. And I, I think in our world today, we really, we, we need to normalize the conversation about mental health because we're all going to go through it at some point. Sometimes it's situational depression. Sometimes it's clinical depression and it's just so important to talk about. So important to talk yeah, about. It's so normal. And, and in this part of my journey, I think a lot of people who are labeled as mentally ill, really, it's not that they're sick. It's just that they're stuck in an emotion and we aren't taught how to process our emotions and move through them and let them heal on their own. We don't allow the time and the space for that. And so we get stuck in it because we're resisting it. Like I know when I was depressed, if I knew how to process sadness when I was depressed, I would not have been depressed for three years. I probably would have been depressed for a week. (laughs) I could have collapsed time in that way, but you know, you just don't know what you don't know until you know it. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go there for a minute. Yeah. For someone who, who does feel depressed, like let's do this because I feel like a lot of people are struggling and coming out of the pandemic and into this interesting world and war and so many things, right? Like how I agree with you, like, especially in our like Western society, as we are recording this in the U S we are not taught to process our emo- emotions at all. In fact, we're told don't cry stop it. Like you're fine. No, I'm not fine. Right. And it's interesting. Like we have an eight-year-old and I, I really try to pay attention to what he's feeling. And what I've noticed is this is my, from another podcast. Like I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist, but that does not prepare you for parenting. Let me just be really clear about that. Yeah. So I was listening to a parenting podcast. He's talking about this. He's like, ask them about what they're feeling. So I was like, okay, that's a good point. Like, wow. So tell me about your feeling. Like what's like, let that, and so it's kind of like letting a bubble sort of explode and the bubble just popped and he's on to the next thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was never taught that as a kid. Right. So how much stuff have we stuffed down? So tell us like for us adults who didn't get that, <laughs> how yeah. can we process this emotion now? Yeah. Well, I, and I want to preface this with, it actually fits perfectly into the theme of releasing blockages and releasing resistance, because a lot of the time when we're wanting to manifest things, it's not that we're resisting the actual thing that we want. It's that we're resisting how we feel in the absence of it. Ooh, say that again. Say that again. So a lot of times resistance is taught as you're resisting what you want, which happens a lot. We don't realize, but in different ways, we resist what we want. But in this conversation, we can mention how a lot of times we're resisting how we feel in the present. And that's what's keeping our manifestation from coming to us. That's what's blocking us from becoming a vibrational match to that which we're asking. Okay, let's break it down, right? Let's Mm -hmm. pretend we're third graders on the playground again. Okay. For some of us, especially if we're really stuck in something, 
it's so hard to hear that, right? Like it might just go. So, so let's use a real world example. What let's say, let's, we're talking about money. So let's say someone wants to manifest a $10,000 month in their business and they're feeling what? Mm, frustrated. Okay. Like they're feeling frustrated. Yeah, and then that's what? a relatable one. So what you would want to do is first validate your feeling and be like, okay, anyone in my situation would be frustrated. This is normal. This is natural. This is a natural reaction to my life circumstances. There's nothing wrong with me for feeling how I feel. Okay. So validation is huge. If you can validate your own feelings, they will move much more quickly. When you tell yourself things like I shouldn't be feeling this way. I don't have time to feel this way. Uh, I have no reason to feel like this. Those are all going to keep you stuck in the feeling subconsciously or consciously. So first validate, then it's really important to isolate the feeling from the stories. Okay. So if you can isolate a feeling and tune into it, into your body and let go of the thoughts, let go of the stories, let go of the narratives that are stemming from or attached to that feeling. And you just isolate it as an experience energetically in your visceral body then it becomes much less scary, much less big and a lot easier to process. So like in my, in my session work with clients, what we do a lot is I'll hold space for them and walk them through this process of feeling their feelings. And it would look like if I was frustrated, so let's say I'm the client, um, I would be instructed to breathe deeply and then, you know, let the frustration rise, the bubble that you're talking about, like make it okay to be frustrated temporarily. It's okay. You're not like nothing bad's going to happen to you. If you feel your feelings, we let that bubble of frustration rise. And then I have the clients explain to me how it feels in their body. And usually it goes something like, mm, I noticed that I'm furrowing my brows. I feel a tightness in my throat. I feel a knot in my stomach. I'm heating up. So you're you're basically doing like a meditation on your emotion. You're observing it. What color is it? How does it feel? How is it moving on a scale from one to 10? How strong does it feel? And you're tuning into the physiological. And when you breathe and you do this and you release the judgment and you open the door to compassionate observation of yourself and what you're experiencing, it moves very quickly. Like, I have clients who have been stuck in emotions for years. And after 10 minutes of doing this work, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the most relief I've felt in forever. Because we normally just don't allow ourselves to go there because we're scared that if we touch the feeling, it's going to hurt us. We'll get stuck there forever, that right. we can't handle it. So the only way to prove to yourself that you can handle it and you won't get stuck there is to touch it. You have to touch the butt like in Nemo. <laughs> You have to be brave, <laughs> right? This work is not for the faint of heart, but that's why I do think it is easier with a coach or a facilitator or a therapist as you start or a friend who's really good at holding space. Cause it can be scary to feel things you've never embraced before and things that you've taught are wrong or detrimental when really it's just a part of the human experience. And the better you get at holding space for energy, emotions, yeah. energy in motion, the better container you are for that. I mean, you can manifest anything. Yeah. So let's talk about, so for you, let's talk a bit about your story. Like what, what has your money journey been like? Were there blockages? Were there emotions that were tied to it? Like, and how did, how did you, how did you move through that? Yeah. So my money story 
Well, it all started with an identity crisis, which was tied to the depression, which was I was training my whole life to be a professional ballerina. When I came time to like execute on this in my late teens and go to summer camps and auditions, I had a lot of injuries. Therefore, this was not going to be the professional path for me. So my parents luckily convinced me to go to beauty school, become a beautician. I was always good at hair and makeup. I was beautifying everyone my whole life. Like beauty is one of my highest values in life, which you can see in all the work that I do. And I went to beauty school. I got out of beauty school. When you start out of beauty school, you have to be an assistant if you want to work at a good salon. So you have to like mentor under someone. You make minimum wage. You don't really pick your hours. It's just up to the salon owner that you're like working for. And I used to make like a couple hundred dollars a month. Luckily, I was living at home, so it didn't matter. I wasn't like in any financial trouble because my parents were taking care of me. But that sucked (laughs) to know, you know, to have all these talents and skills and feel like you have all this value to the world. And you're making hardly anything and you live in Southern California where everything's super expensive. So I had to pay my dues in the beginning, I would say, through training and mastering my craft. And, you know, now what I used to make in a month, I can make in one hour. So I guess it's just been a journey of like owning my value and also just like perfecting my craft in that. And then like with the hair, with, um, with the blog and the podcast and all of that, like Lindsay and I, my co-host, we used to have to pay so much money to voice America for them to even host our podcast. It was like as big as a mortgage payment on some people's houses. And we were so dedicated to our work and we wanted to get the message out so bad that we were just going out of pocket every month to produce this podcast. And now we're in the green, it's growing, like more people are listening. And I think it's just been really like sticking to what I've wanted to do And knowing that like, it's going to pay off. I think that's been my biggest thing with all my entrepreneurial pursuits of being a cosmetologist and being this coach author. Like it's just a matter of sticking with it and having the faith in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Even when, well, and, and you are on a personal development journey. So you've, like you said, you had the coaches, the shamans, the energy healers, the, all the people you've been committed to that. It's a commitment. It's not yeah, a commitment. Right? the word. That's yeah, a good like, word. Then the next teacher, the next person shows up on your path and you step into that and you expand more and then you, you keep going. And I yeah. would say too, like the challenges, you can't make them mean something bad. So when you hit a challenge mm-hmm. or a roadblock or a struggle, when you're trying to move forward, when you hit that wall, that resistance, if you make it mean, oh, this means the universe doesn't want me to do this, or this means it's not meant to be, or this means I can't do it, then you're going to stay stuck. But if you want to like bulldoze through that, you have to make it mean, okay, the universe just asked me like how bad I want it, or this is just another challenge, like, so I can become a better master at this. Yes. That's a great reframe. So being able to reframe in the moment to keep going, right? Like we're going to have it's perspective and the meaning we put on things. Like we can spin on stuff all day or we could say what's next, or I'm going to yeah. jump over that or just go around it. So you've had, I mean, this is related to money. You have, um, you're an author, you're an, a multi-author. You're now a best-selling author and you have, um, publishers that reach out to you and say, Kelsey, I want you to write this book. Like every author's dreams. Beautiful. So how <laughs> did you manifest your, your author journey? 
Yeah, great story. So when I was a kid, I used to write little books about butterflies going and getting ice cream and having a great day. And my teacher would laminate them. And so now when I look back on these little books that I wrote, I'm like, oh, I was always a storyteller. I was always an author, like from day one. But for me, I think going back to the whole love for explaining, simplifying and teaching, when I wanted to teach this helpful information that I was learning, I felt that books would be the most impactful because you can reach a lot of people with one book. Whereas in a coaching session, you only have so much time. You only have so much energy. Um, Obviously it's a different dynamic, but that was really like my motivation in the beginning. Like, okay, if I'm an author, I can touch hundreds of thousands, millions, like with a message or a perspective or a download or a wisdom. And so in that (laughs) it, it all became a whole business because I figured like in order for someone to read my book, they need to know who I am in order for someone to know who I am. I need to build a following. And that's when the blog started. And then like over the years, it's just flourished on its own into retreats, into coaching. Like I never intended to be a coach. I never intended to host retreats. I always intended to be an author though. And that, that intention from the very beginning has become a whole career and life path on its own. It's so much more than just writing books. Right. Does that answer your question? I kind of lost sight of the question. (laughs) Yeah. So it's about like, how did the book writing journey start? And it started when you were, it's funny, like when you were writing books as a kid, your teacher would laminate them. Thank your teacher, right? I I remember I wrote a book in fifth grade and my teacher was so, um, it was kind of tough. And, you know, she was very just like held her classroom together. So when she was, gave me praise for the book, like it just downloaded something in me. And I was like, huh. And years later, after she saw it published my first book, she reached out to me and I was like, oh my gosh, Mrs. Jensen. So shout uh-huh. out to Mrs. Jensen if she's listening. You, it's like, you don't even like teachers, like such a, they make such an impact on us. And um, anyway, so so important to thank them. So I want to circle back. So one of the things I was, really wanting to ask you because you talk about manifestation in your books, right? You talk about, you know, there's a lot of talk about law of attraction in 2008, lots of people, you know, watched the secret, maybe they read the secret and then they cried on their couches because things didn't happen the way they wanted to. And they gave up on it and they got frustrated. Yeah. What are your manifestation say secrets from a, like, of course, from a growing our business standpoint, also from perspective of like, what if I do want to become an author? What can you share there? I know we're going to talk about your books at the end, but like, what kind of secrets can you give us? Like what, what's your personal method or something? Yes. So the personal secret is, so let's touch on the secret. So the actual secret, the book and the movie are like a fabulous introduction. I think some people like poop on it as a law of attraction teacher, but I think it's a great intro to the law of attraction. Like when I watch it, I I get pumped. Like I get hyped when I watch that. But obviously in one hour, you cannot explain the whole process of manifestation and the intricacies of alignment. So really the missing key for people, the missing secret is that, yes, they're great at intention setting work. Yes, they know what they want, but they're not masters at identifying and untangling resistance. That's where the juice is. That's where the magic is. That's where the healing happens. Like the reason why we want to manifest certain things is because we want to become that version of ourselves. We want to feel those feelings and what's stopping you from that when you can identify that and you can troubleshoot it, untangle it, reverse it, undo it, go through it. 
that is the way to line up energetically. And then the manifestation is like so easy because people look at my life and they're like, oh my God, she manifested an amazing man. She just got engaged. She just bought a new house. She's always on vacation. She has a dream job. And people look at my life and they're like, what the F? Like, how is she so lucky? She gets all these things. And like, yes, I am blessed and I'm lucky. I will admit to that. There's something more here than just me, obviously. But it's because I know how to untangle my resistance. And every time I come up against a blockage, I work with it with curiosity, not with resentment, not with fortitude of like, I'm going to get rid of this resistance, but really just like, hmm, I wonder what my detrimental beliefs are around this and why I have them. And then I dig into that and I'm like, oh, it makes sense that I feel like this because this is what I was taught oh, I have so much compassion for the part of me that learned this wrong information. Oh, also, I don't need these beliefs anymore. Goodbye. I'm going to replace them with newer ones. So resistance can show up in so many ways. Like we said, you can be resisting how you're feeling. You can have resistance show up in limiting beliefs. You can also have resistance show up in different parts of you, which is not often talked about. And it's very common. So let's say you want to manifest lots and lots of money. This is a similar example to what you gave on our show, but you, but a part of you feels that that would be bad, right? Part of you, the conscious part of you is like, I want money, but subconsciously there's a more timid, scared part of you. That's like, we don't want more money. More money is more problems. Like I saw such and such have a bunch of money and then lose it all. And their life was ruined. Right? So You have to tend to these parts of you that are not on board. And one of my favorite questions to ask when you're doing this type of work and trying to find your resistance points is like, is there any part of me that doesn't want what I say that I want? Mm. Is there any, and you ask that question to your psyche and you will find some parts like me, (laughs) I don't want it. This is a bad idea. We should definitely not do this. And what, what that's doing is, it's causing you to have split energy. So some of your energy is supporting your manifestation. Some of your energy is pulling you away from it. And so you have this tug of war and you don't really create big results. So I think it's a lot about the relationship that you have with yourself and the different parts of you also, which is why I'm so big into teaching radical self-love and parts work. And I do a lot of this in my coaching session with clients is It's really important to know what's going on in your psyche because a lot of people think that their manifestation power comes only from the conscious mind when really the bulk of it is coming from everything that you don't see, which is why shadow work is such a word these days, because it does help you to go into those parts that you haven't seen, shine a light on what's there, and then you can work with it and then you can transmute it and heal it. But if you don't know where you're manifesting from, how can you ever troubleshoot? Hey CEOs, it's Ursula stopping by because I have a question for you. Are you ready to 2X your revenue, your monthly revenue, and shave 10 or more hours off your work week? If yes, you need to be at the next 2X intensive course. And by clicking on the link in the show notes, you can schedule a private session with me to talk about how the 2X intensive will help you. So just fill out the application below and Trisha will schedule a conversation for us. One of our clients said that in the first 10 minutes of the private coaching call that you received before the 2X intensive, she made more than paid for the class. Another client shaved off 21 hours per week 
for a total of 84 hours a month that she was able to put back into her calendar to work on her business. Another client just reported that he has taken 40 hours off his work week after taking the 2X intensive and has grown a multi-million dollar company. So if this is of interest to you, fill out the application below. That application will get to Trisha and Trisha will schedule a private 30 minute call for you and I to talk about how the 2X intensive can help you. Can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to connect soon. Right, you can't, you can't. So I love your question. This, I wanna make sure you shared a lot of things. I wanna make sure our listeners understand how powerful this is. You said, is there a part of you to ask yourself, is there a part of you that doesn't want this? So a couple of examples, I'm gonna be real vulnerable here. Okay? Yes, share examples, we love examples. I wanna see if you'll like work me through this. In yeah. other words, I'm asking for free coaching, That's what we mm-hmm. call this, which we don't do. By the way, but when we're on podcast, <laughs> we're <gonna be> <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's an example. Uh, for a long, like, there was a part of me. I have an eight-year-old now. My husband and I have an eight-year-old. Okay. I, I never give my husband credit, but I always say I have an eight-year-old. No, we have an eight-year-old child, and so we've been together 17 years before we had our baby. And so, like, if you do the math, you know that something is off there, right? And of course, like, you know, partial fertility journey, that kind of thing. But also, there was definitely a part of me. I was scared to death. Right. And so I know I'm sure there's listeners out there who want to be moms and we're just coming through mother's day, both a challenging day for a lot of people and heartbreaking. It can be a lot of emotions. I just want to share that because if anyone's listening, like, you know, we can feel the pull to have a family. And when you have a business, you have a career, you have like, there's a lot of things going on. There can be a lot of splits. So when I look back, you know, and I asked myself, there was definitely a part of me that had a lot of questions about how I could roll with this. That's not what I want to talk about with you though, Kelsey. So here's my, I have a dilemma right now. Yeah. Tell me your dilemma. I love this. <laughs> so my husband and I are looking at, you said you just got, you bought a new house. We love real estate, love, love real estate. And so every couple of years, we kind of get the edge and we get pulled to something else. And we were in California for a long time, owned a lot of real estate. 2008 crash happened. We lost a lot of real estate, learned a lot of lessons. Fantastic. Moved on back into real estate. Um, we moved back to Minnesota in 2014, totally different market. Like then it was still like really reasonable. So we bought a house, sold a house, and then we found this house on the lake, which we love. Okay. We love this house on the lake. Now we've outgrown this house on the lake a little bit. I love this house on the lake so much. My husband has a beautiful woodworking hobby. He's in IT, but his woodworking hobby, which I love. I love. He, it's so good. Takes up a lot of space in our garage. There's not a lot of space on our property to build. So we're being pulled. Like literally today, Kelsey, we're looking at more homes. When I ask, is there a part of me <laughs> that's stuck? Because we're both, he's a manifesting generator. I'm a projector. Together we can manifest really quickly. There's a part of me though that loves this house. And I'm not sure how to move through this dilemma. What would you yeah. do with a client like me? Yeah, I would say that the part of you that is stuck with this house just isn't ready to move on yet. And well, what I would do is kind of have you go into trance and like, maybe we can try it a little bit. So I want you to pretend, do this as like an acting exercise. Okay. Let go of all the other parts of Ursula. And I want you to just become this one part of you that's scared of letting go of the house. And let me know when you're in character. I'm in character. Okay, she's ready. Hello, what would you title yourself? You're the part of Ursula that's scared to leave this house. Do you have a name? Comfy. 
Comfy, <laughs> comfy Ursula. Okay. You're the part of Ursula that's comfy and doesn't want to leave. And you know, I can't blame you. It sounds like you live in a gorgeous house. I can understand why you would be very attached to it. Tell me what you love about the house. Mm, it's so comfy and comforting because I love being on the water. Um, like every part of the house, you can see the water. It's a lot about the water. And, you know, our son, we have, we've been here for four years. So we feel um, it's, it's comfortable. It's like a comfortable suit that you've been wearing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like worn. It feels good. It's comfy to walk in. Tell me about your hesitations in Ursula looking for a new house. What about that is bad or scary to you? Yeah. So like losing the view of the water. I feel like it's all about the water and the comfort of that. Yeah. Um, and also being too far away. Like we're like, again, it's, it's all about comfort, right? Like we're in a spot that's easy to get to things. We're close to our son's school, like all that stuff. Very comfortable. Yeah. I like that. So what would you need from Ursula in order to feel safe in moving to a new house? Would it need to have similar qualities Uh, What do you need from her in order to feel safe in like being open to the possibility of another house? Yeah, it would need, it would probably need a pool at Mm -hmm. least, if not a lake, like it would need some water in the backyard. Yeah. And also the upside would be like, if there were trees, like that would still be really comfy. needs Mm -hmm. a beautiful view. Like I just, I need the beauty. I need nature to be like right there with me. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. It sounds like you have a high regard for beauty, nature, water is important to you. So hypothetically speaking, if Ursula was to take your needs and wants into consideration in house shopping, would that make you less scared and more on board? Yes. Okay, perfect. So um, you can release yourself from being that aspect and come back into being all of Ursula. What did you learn when you were in that yeah. perspective? Oh my gosh. First of all, thanks for playing with me. I think it's mm-hmm. fun just for people to see what you do in action. Like I love it when our guests come on and they can like show. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely, you, you brought me really quickly to, uh, you know, what I desire, like what I love about this place and what I would need in the next place. Like that, what is the emotional pull to this home that I would absolutely need in the other, in the other home. And I think without that. And we've looked at some homes and I know right away, I'm like, nope, yeah. my poor husband. all he wants is a bigger garage. Like really, I think. <laughs> so it sounds like you just garage. need to communicate to him. Like, okay, here's the things that are non-negotiables for me and you need a bigger garage. So let's use that as our new criteria and like yes. co-create very consciously now that you're more aware of like this part's needs, because before the awareness, it's just telling you no, no, no on all these houses that don't have that. But you're like, okay, why now I'm never going to find a house that I don't like. Right. But now that you've gone into that perspective directly and like became that part of you, you just have a different appreciation for it. And I think you can understand more deeply, like, okay, this is needed. I'm not going to be happy without it. So now that I have this information, I'll just use it consciously to my advantage. And plus now that part's not going to be working against you and like sabotaging your husband's efforts. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's cool. It's alignment. It's alignment. And it, you're absolutely right. When we, and let me tell you, Tim really wants me to have whatever house, like he, he would not want to have unhappy Ursula in a house. No. Like he already knows that, right? Like that would be fun for him. So he's doing everything he can to help this process. And we also recognize super blessed to be able to have this opportunity. At the same time, it's what we've created, right? It goes back to when you're talking about your life, like being in alignment 
is critical. So figure out what you want, but make sure you're in alignment with it. And I have a feeling, Kelsey, this is going to be one of those shows that people listen to over and over again. They're going to be Ursula, like they're going to be going through your process. So, so thank you for that. Because again, the big takeaway is you can want something, you can write all your goals down, but if there's a part of you, even a tiny part, that's not in alignment, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You have to get all the parts on board. And the only way you can do that is not by forcing them. It's by understanding them. What do they want? What do they need? And how can you get them on board in a gentle, inclusive way? Like notice how I wasn't telling that part of you, oh, you're wrong for not wanting what Ursula wants. You're sabotaging her (laughs) efforts. Like a part is not going to respond well to that. Like you have to think of these aspects of you as people with feelings and needs and desires. Yes. So good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, what do I want to, so I get, I mean, we're almost out of time and I want to make sure you have time to share how to get in touch with you. We talked about a lot of things in terms of money blockages. What didn't I ask you that you has been bubbling or you wish everyone knew about manifesting? Yeah. Um, what is coming up most strongly to share that's relevant to the topic today is I would love to share a couple more self-inquiry questions that people can use to identify their resistance and then work through it. So I'm actually going to refer to one of my books called letters to the universe because I have them all written down here. So not just going off of memory. Okay. Here's what we got going on. These are some questions. So get your notes out. Yeah. One of them is what am I willing to stop doing or let go of to make my dream a reality? One more time. What am I willing to, what am I willing to stop doing or let go of to help make my dream a reality? Mm. So So this is, yeah, this is to help avoid the process of making yourself insane and doing the same things over and getting the same results. Right. So that's one point of troubleshooting. What are my limiting beliefs relative to this desire? Or another way to ask that is what are some negative stories I have around what I want? Yes. And then once you know those, you can ask yourself, what would I rather believe or tell myself instead? And that's where you go into the rewriting, the belief reprogramming, you know, all about that. And then another one. What are four or five reasons why I think I can't have what I want? What are some reasons why I feel like it's not possible or not possible for me? And then you want to counterbalance that afterwards with what are four or five reasons why I can and should get what I want? Ooh, so good. Like, especially with money and people who are like, you know, nice people, you can think things like, well, people. Tons of people use money for bad things, but I know I will use it for good things. So that is a reason why the universe should give me more money because I'm going to do great things with it. I'm going to spread it out to other people. I'm going to, you know, use it for good in the world. So almost hyping yourself up and giving credibility to yourself in your own mind of why you deserve to have what you're asking for. Um, And then the biggest question, the one that we went over before, like, are there any parts of me that aren't on board and why, what do they need in order to get on board? Um, things like that. I'm looking through my other book to see if there's any more questions I want to throw out there. So there might be some in here. 
really, it's just noticing when you're not doing, doing, speaking, or acting in accordance with your desire and then figuring out why. So let's say if you want to manifest more money, but you're saying things like, I can't afford that. Why are you saying that? Do we need to keep saying that? Is that actually true? Can we, can we reframe here? Um, so those are some, some questions, some processes you can do to identify and untangle resistance. But obviously there's like so many more because resistance can show up in so many sneaky little ways. Yeah. <laughs> but really, you know that you're carrying resistance if your manifestation's not coming in a timely manner. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you can tell. Yes. A perfect way into how do we get your books? Um, I know you have infernal, like you have a lot. So tell us like what's, what's available and based on our conversation today, where should someone start with you? And I think you also have a free gift. So tell us all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So the two most important books based on this conversation, I would say are my last two books, which are my pocket guide to manifestation and letters to the universe. In My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, there's a whole chapter on money manifesting and 14-ish exercises on intention setting and resistance releasing. So there's a couple resistance releasing processes in there, and it'll walk you through step by step. And then my other book, Letters to the Universe, is a manifestation journal. So really, it's not a book. It's more of a journal. It's interactive, and it has like all these questions that I like to ask myself and have my clients ask when they want to manifest anything. So you go to your journal every time you have a new desire, you go through the brainstorming, you untangle that resistance, you get clear, you line up with it, you get an alignment, and then you write a letter to the universe of, hey, universe, this is what I'm creating now. Thanks so much for your help in advance. This is going to feel so juicy and expansive. I can't wait, blah, blah, blah. Getting into the vibe of it. That's like, Every single time I've done this, it manifests. Like this is the exact process I use to manifest like this dream relationship that I'm in. This is how I manifested becoming a best-selling author. I was literally writing about that in this journal after I had published it, using it for that. And here we are. So <laughs> it works. So Letters to the Universe, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation. You can find those at KelseyAida.com. You can just search Kelsey Aida books and all my books will show up on Google. Um, and then as far as a free gift, I do have on my website, a little freebie and it's a manifesting worksheet and it's a couple questions you can go through to basically identify what you want, why you want it and the feelings that you're after, and then learn how to manifest in a more direct way, because mm -hmm. the things are cool, but the feelings are what you're really after. So when you can shift that focus, it's more powerful. And then as a side effect, the things show up afterwards because then you're in alignment with them. So that I will give you the link to, so you can link it in the show notes because it's kind of a long um, link. But yeah. Okay, great. Well, yes, we'll get that in the show notes. That sounds like a perfect next step for everyone. Definitely look up all of Kelsey's books and get the ones that you're most called to, because I mean, come on, like this is, this is what it's about. And I love what you said about the journal it was letters to the universe, right? That you were using to manifest all the things, so many things that you have in your life right now. Yes. Kelsey, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing today, for bringing your brilliance and helping us release the blocks. And I appreciate the personal session. I think that was, you're welcome. Thank you. And I think it was really good for people to see just like what you do and how you do it in motion. So thank you for being here. Thank you. This is so fun. Oh, also check out the podcast that Ursula was on. I don't know the number of the episode, but it was recent. So if you search high vibe in it, you'll find our episode there, which was also very prevalent to this conversation. 
Awesome. We'll make sure the um, podcast is in the show notes as well. All right. Thanks again. And to our listeners all over the world, we love you. Thanks for hanging out with us. And if you have any ideas or things you'd like me to talk about on the show, you can email us at contact at UrsulaInc.co. That's it. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.